Please. Doug? Hey, if you will mark in your songbooks number... Lynn, what number are we going to be? What's our song of invitation? 9-11. If you were asleep, you are not anymore. But have no fear. I'm preaching so you have another shot at it. Uh, just in case um, you haven't been here for a while, maybe you're a visitor or maybe you've been asleep for a little bit, uh, we are now on our 10th week. We're one-third of the way through our book, Believe. Uh, most of you have a copy. If you don't have a copy, we want to encourage you to get a copy. And in fact, we will give you a copy. I think there's a few left on the Welcome Center. If not, come see me and I'll make sure that you get one so that you can follow along with us. I hope you weren't quite as anxious as I was as I was reading chapter 10. Uh, but but anytime I read about this stuff or think about this stuff, it makes me a little nervous. Uh, not that I don't have a great deal of faith in God and what He's going to do, but it's just it's so ambiguous. We really don't know a lot about what's going to happen after this life. There's lots of questions that come up, and honestly, we have almost no answers to them. The Bible is very vague about it. When is Jesus coming? How is He going to come? Where will I go before He comes? If I die, what happens? Is there this waiting room? Do I, do I fall asleep? What is that going to be like? Are, are, there, are there bright lights? Will the, the streets really be made of gold? You read through Revelation and you might be convinced that maybe there's only 144,000 people who get in. Am I going to be one of those? Do I buy into this idea of premillennialism, like there's going to be this rapture and there'll be a thousand year reign and, and be, be wary of the Antichrist and the mark of the beast? Some of you may be familiar with LaHaye and Jenkins' uh, fictional work several years ago, the Left Behind series. It leaves us with a lot, a lot of questions. And to be honest, I've taken a very neutral stance on this issue. The Bible is both vague and cryptic about eschatological events. And that's a big word, and I only say that word because it makes me feel smarter when I say it. Do I look smarter when I say it? Eschatological. That's a really big word for what happens after this life, the end times in heaven and beyond. And the two books that seem to say the most about what happens in eternity are also the two most confusing. Revelation, of course, we know of, but there's also a lot of apocalyptic language within Daniel. And after you get past this awesome story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it gets really, really confusing. What do we make of all this? Add to that, there's been a recent explosion of books that have been out several years ago. Some of you may have read The Shack, that, that tried to give an idea of afterlife, of, uh, of this dream. And then more recently, heaven is for real. Now, I'm really not against fictional authors and eight-year-olds, but I don't want to base where my eternity is going to be spent based on what they believe or what they can imagine. In fact, I'll go so far to say is, I don't want to base my eternity on what everyone 
can imagine. You see, if you were able to imagine in your mind what heaven would be like, and it was exactly that, if it was every possible thing that you could imagine, guess what? Your heaven is not near as good as what God has planned. Ephesians chapter 3 alludes to that when Paul says to the church in Ephesus that God will give us more than we can ask or imagine according to His power that is at work within us. No matter what you can imagine about heaven, it's going to be greater. It's going to be better. I'm not only skeptical of people who tell me what heaven is like, I'm also a little skeptical of people who tell me when, it's, when Jesus is coming. And that's something that happens pretty often too. I was sharing with the ladies' Bible class, I think it was this last Tuesday when we met, this idea of when is God going to send His Son? When is Jesus going to return for a second time and take us back? And I jokingly told them about this little sheet of paper that we get in the mail about every three months. True story. Okay, I, I need to save one of these. It's going to come again. But about two months ago, I got another installment. Okay, and it's all, it's, it's as hundreds, at least dozens of verses on there, and it's all color-coded. And then, at some point, it all points to a date, very soon, when Jesus is going to return. They say, based on what has taken place, we can tell you, boom, and it throws out the date. Here's the problem. The guy who took all the time to compile all that information and color-code it and give us the date, he made one really big mistake. He made the date too soon. And so here's the problem. He sends out this, this double-sided, tiny, tiny print, color-coded document that says, this is when the end's going to come. And you think, man, I've got like 47 days left. But here's the problem. He never gets it right. And so, true story. He will take that document and change a few things around and change the date. And he sends it out again. And every three months, we get this document that tells us when the end is going to happen. But he's never right. Listen to this. And here's why. Jesus says this in Mark chapter 13. But about that day or hour... No one knows. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on your guard. Be alert. You do not know when that time has come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge each with their assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight, or when the rooster crows at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch 
This is what Jesus said over 2,000 years ago. And for those who are listening, He said this. He says, for those of you who can hear Me, I'm telling you, watch. But for those of you elsewhere, wink, wink, I know that it's not going to be happening now, right? In case I don't come back, you need to watch out too. Now, for years this was used to scare people. Like He's going to come like a thief and you better be scared. But this should motivate us to be excited and not to be worried about when He comes. If somebody comes up to me and says, I am certain that the Lord is going to come on November 23rd, 2015, that's tomorrow for those of you who don't have your calendar, I'm going to say, I can rest easy because He's not coming tomorrow. Because if you think you know when He's coming, the Bible says you will be wrong. And so here's what I have to say about when He's coming. I don't know. And I'll even go far as far to say as it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It should not matter in our lives whether Jesus comes November 23rd, 2015, or He comes August 27th, 3012. It doesn't matter. We are called to be His hands and His feet, and we're not supposed to be pulling out calculators and using some kind of device, a Ouija board, to figure out when He's coming. It doesn't matter. He said, I'm going to come back, and that's all that matters. When He comes is unimportant. Okay, so here is what I believe about heaven. My opinion, but I'm basing it on the Bible. Here's what I believe. Those whose names are in the book of life will enter in. The Bible is clear about that. The sheep will be separated from the goats. There will be those who enter into heaven and there are those who will enter into hell. I know this based on what I understand of the Bible. Secondly, I know that God is going to be there. And that leads me to my third belief based on the Bible. And it doesn't outright say this neither in the English nor in the Greek. This is my wording. But I'm pretty sure that heaven is going to be awesome. Not like this pizza is awesome. Not like this roller coaster coaster is awesome, but heaven is going to be awesome. It's going to be better than what we could ask or imagine. And it's going to last forever. Now this is the part that makes my hands get a little sweaty when I start trying to calculate in my very left brain mind, how can we quantify what forever means? You know, This last few weeks has been a little difficult for me, and I'll I'll just share with you. I have spent nearly two decades of my life with an age that begins with the letter T. Come Thursday, I'm leaving the T's for the F's. I don't know if I'm going to make it through two decades of the F's. I didn't think I would make it through two decades of the T's. 
but I was feeling a little sentimental and nostalgic, and I just thought, coming up on what I assume is going to be my midlife crisis, if I make it that long, is I wish I could go back and, and look at my life. I wish I, I could just view it all over again and remember all those memories. I mean, the good times, but even the bad. I mean, just what if, what if I could have that all put together? Wouldn't that be great? And then I realized, wait, I can. I mean, this is something I don't talk about a lot because I don't want to make you jealous, but there are some perks that I have as being a minister. One of them is I have a phone in my office that goes directly to heaven. You probably didn't know that, but I do. I have one, and, and occasionally I use it, oftentimes on your behalf, but this time I called in a favor for myself, and I said, Lord, if you could just do me something, would you please just let me have a viewing of the first 40 years of my life? And, and, and because um, God is so gracious and so kind, and He really likes me, uh, He granted my request. And he sent me a, a media file that contains the first 40 years of my life. Now, it's actually not 40 full years because I still have a few more days to go. But he went even beyond that. Uh, but he said, I'm going to send this to you. And I know you're a little anxious because you probably don't believe me. But I actually have in my possession this, this device that allows me to view all 40 years. And it's actually on a, a thing uh, that's called a vertical helical scan. Has anybody heard of that before? The vertical helical scan. It's also known as VHS. Right here. This was sent to me. I have it right here. This is the copy that was sent to me. Um, and so I'm excited about this, because I'm going to get to look back over the first 40 years of my life to see what's going on. And here's what's even better than that. He says, not only do I have the first 40 years of your life on it, I also have your future. And so I'm, I'm anxious about looking at this. My only problem is, I don't know if I'm going to have time. I figured if I could somehow watch this in double play, it's still going to take me 20 years to watch it. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do when I get to 60 in the last 20 years I've been looking at the first 40. But that's not really that important. What's really neat is, he says, I've got this on here, and he says, I went ahead and I marked those, those first 40 years on the vertical helical scan tape. I'm just going to call it VHS for short. Uh, the only problem is I can't find a VCR to put it in. Those things are like all outdated. We got rid of them all. But, but what he said is, I've marked on here the first 40 years of your life in blue. And then I've also included the future on that. So I want you all to join me. But I'm going to need a helper. Um, John Montgomery, will you come help me? What I want to do is... I want us to get an idea of what my life looks like. So I'm just, I hate to do this, but I'm never going to look at it anyway. So this is the part that you never actually see. It's just preparing up. But this blue part 
represents the 40 years of my life. It begins in Arlington, Texas at Arlington Memorial Hospital on November 26, 1975. It shows me as a newborn baby. It shows me getting taken home. It shows me in diapers. It shows me at my first day at Amos Elementary as a kindergartner at Arlington. It shows my time in school. It shows my prestigious time at, in my freshman year in high school as I played for the basketball team. Seven players on the team. I set the bench most games. Do the math. It has me graduating from high school. It has me meeting and falling in love with my beautiful bride and us getting married on May 30th, 1998. It has all those days leading up to having children. Oh, all the free time we had. What happened to that? My children being born in 2002, 2006, and 2011, 12, 2012 all the way up to when I got this yesterday. But then the black part represents everything that happens after that. So if you'll do me a favor, I just want to get an idea of what my future looks like. If you'll just kind of head out. There's a lot that could go wrong with this. So this represents my future. This was 40 years. So I'm just trying to figure out what and how long has God planned out eternity. I just want to know what that's like. How are we doing over there? You see, I don't think we get a concept of just how long eternity is. Eternity is forever. What God has planned for us. We think about what are we going to be doing later on today. We think about what are we going to be doing. This reminds me of the tape rewinder we used to put those things in. Remember that? You'd put those things in. Man, those people at the video store, they got mad if you didn't rewind that tape. Here we go. There, there he went. Just imagine. This represents your life. Everything that you have done. Rusty? You're about double my age, so your life would be about this long on the tape. Can you believe that? But it keeps going. Think about all of the things that God has planned for eternity. Not just a few seconds, not just a few moments, but forever and ever. God's plan for us continues on and his love for us never stops think about eternity with him is there anything in this span here that makes you worried about how awesome we're going to get right here I don't, I don't know where he is oh but he's still going does anybody know where he went He's out by the Baptist church. Oh, he went that way. Did you see him go that way? You can see the tape out there. I have a feeling that there's going to be a law enforcement officer that's going to say, what in the world are you doing? 
And you know what? My thought is this. There's a reason why I sent an elder out. (laughs) One down, four to go. (laughs) He thinks we're done. What he doesn't know is I've already tried this out, and I ended up back around that neighborhood, and I did get some strange looks. It keeps going and going and going and going, and it doesn't end. I could stand here all day, and we could talk about how long eternity ends, is, and it never ends. I know you're going through some rough times in your life. I know it's difficult. You've been through some terrible things. You've been through heartache. You've been through some financial issues. You've been dealing with all sorts of things. Maybe you struggle with depression. Maybe you're having issues with your marriage. Maybe your kids are crazy and you just don't know what's going on in life. And I can tell you, that represents this much of eternity. And God said, I want you to know that for some of you, this part of your life is going to be really tough. And what He says is, hang in there. Don't give up. I'm never going to leave you. Just trust Me on this one. I know this is tough. I know that it's really hard. But I don't want you to quit. I want you to know that I love you and I gave My Son not just for this, but so that you could have all of this and more. His love for us never ends. I know life gets tough. I know it's difficult. But just remember what God has planned for us just keeps going and going and going. And when this tape runs out, you get another one. And it starts all over. And it continues on and on and on. It never quits. God has a plan for us, and even in the midst of our hurt, even in the midst of our anxiety, even in the midst of our loneliness and loss, God says, I will never stop loving you. And what I have planned for you is for now into eternity. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 says this, Brothers and sisters, We do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that you who are still alive, who you are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord Himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive will be caught up together with Him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. My prayer for you this morning is that in light of eternity which never ends, we make every effort to praise God with our time here. Don't forget that we can never measure how long heaven will last. 
and we will never be able to measure how much God loves us. But if you were to ask Jesus how much He loves us, He would say about this much. For those of you who haven't gotten past this part of your life, just remember there is more to come. And we encourage you, we invite you to be a part of God's redemptive plan. If we can help you in any way, please come as we stand and sing.